0: you're listening to your sales MBA with cc apparo and jeff hoffman
1: call out the physical reactions you're having it lessens them
0: hi jeff
1: hi cc i'm looking at your microphone you are and it's totally different than mine
0: well, that's because you have the world's ugliest microphone. Right? I do. <laughs> it's, I'm, it's so weird. First of all, it's like a it's Pringles Gina's can. Fault. It's It's the Gina's size of a Pringles fault. can, yeah.
1: except it's three times as heavy. And what does Cece have, have a nice one? Because
0: I bought it for myself. Who bought it? I did. Mm. <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about this Let's right go. Now. we got a podcast right, well, to do. We're listen, leaving all this in. Jeff, I was thinking- Uncut. <laughs> <laughs> uncut? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the, what is, who's that guy? Who says no. like, fuck it, we'll do it live. That guy? I don't know what that it's is. Like, oh, come on. It's like a very famous video. Okay. He's like a news anchor. Oh, cool. Gina probably knows. Right. Anyway, welcome yes. to Your Sales MBA. Welcome. We've been changing this up all the time. And I know we're not talking about all the change-ups that we've done. But here we are. Mm-hmm. We're back. Mm-hmm. And this week I want to talk about a topic that's near and dear to my heart. This is the question I get asked every time... I come home from a training or anytime I explain to someone what I do, which is don't you get nervous getting up in front <laughs> of all those people?
1: Yeah, I get that too. All the time? All the time.
0: You still get nervous, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. The One of the first trainings I ever went to see you speak at, you were in front of like 200 people.
1: Mm. Oh, okay.
0: Remember, we were. it was like right when I had started and it was a kickoff and we had just, we walked into the room and the CEO was actually wrapping up his speech. Okay. And you were like, oh, I'm I so nervous. This. this room is so big. And then you saw the CEO speak and you're like, I'm not that nervous anymore. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I
1: remember what that was. We're not going to mention the CEO. No, of course not. Um, yes, I remember that. And I got lucky. Jeff is giving
0: me like red flag signs right yeah, now. Yeah. Like, I don't say the name of the company. A very
1: gifted leader, maybe not a gifted public speaker.
0: Maybe not. We all know. But uh, it, it was
1: great for me because I got to follow someone who was a little uncomfortable up there. So that that helped. But that's rare. That I mean, usually when most of us go on stage or go in front of a room, there's no one before us, or if there is someone before us, they're pretty good. Yeah. So that was just lucky.
0: That was lucky. I get nervous too every time that I, I get nervous when I get into the room to start things that like first 15 minutes while I'm setting up my computer and people are coming in, but we've both, kind of develop some tips and tricks along the way that I think we should share with our audience because this is stuff that works everywhere not just in live public speaking engagements but if you are being interviewed for something or maybe you have a meeting or maybe you're doing a demo I mean I still get nervous when I pick up the phone to cold call and Mm -hmm. I teach people how to do this for a living Mm because it's just it's natural
1: yeah I mean it's natural I mean like and people seem to be surprised because that's our job but when we're people like everybody else like everyone listening and we get as nervous about stuff that People get nervous about it. To this day, I think the most nervous I've ever been to to speak was when I gave the toast to my brother at at his wedding. That's so real. Yeah, I mean, because I'm staring at literally everyone I give a crap about in the entire universe is staring at me, and I'm holding a microphone, and I've got to say things that are entertaining and appropriate, and I'm neither of those things sometimes. Yeah. So that was a hard one. (laughs) So if you can get through a, a best man, matron of honor speech. Uh huh. You can probably am, get through anything.
0: I am the go-to person that my friends always ask to speak at weddings. Oh, They're I believe always that. like, um, Cece, will you give a toast? Or um, will you do a reading? And what they don't understand is, well, this is something that I love doing. I get really nervous in those situations, especially when it's people that I know and I'm sitting in front of a sea of all of my friends yeah. and family and their family, and it's such a big occasion. Do you mean like a psychic reading? No, that I just do like... <laughs> On my own because oh, that would be on my fun. own free time. But good. I should start doing that, and incorporating that. Keep everyone yeah. on their toes. You get up there. And Let go, me this give you will will my never prediction. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I see the future. This will never work. I see never the future.
0: <laughs> it's bleak. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for coming. Yes. All right. So, what's your number one? What is your all right? Well, the the, the first tip? thing
1: I do, and it really covers a lot of bases. It's not just for public speaking, or as you said, it's whenever you get anxiety. But you know, one of the things I've learned over the years, or at least I think I've learned, is that our brains and our bodies. They really don't connect in obvious places when it comes to like our whole kind of spiritual you know, presence. So what happens is we have these narratives that run through our brain silently, and it becomes like a skewed reality. You're actually not reacting to what's in front of you. You're reacting to your reaction of what's in front of you. And I know that sounds kind of weird and heady, but here's the idea. The first thing I do and I recommend to others when they're feeling anxiety, is to actually state the anxiety out loud. Hopefully you're in a place where you can do that, and maybe you can just grab someone and saying things like, boy, I'm really nervous. Sometimes I don't feel this nervous, but for whatever reasons I do, I can feel. And then describe what you feel. I feel my chest is heavy, or my heart is beating fast, or my palms feel a little sweaty. If you actually call out the physical reactions you're having it lessens them yeah don't take it from me I mean take it from from organizational therapists take it from all kinds of healers and spiritual people that understand this has been going on for thousands of years the notion that to utter what you're thinking alleviates some of the intensity of what you're thinking so that's the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to say I am nervous
0: you want to know the first thing I do Tell me. I dunk my hand into a bucket of ice water and I hold on to two of the ice cubes. Do you it, really? Yeah, swear to God. It works like a charm. You can do it really quietly. I've done this before a lot of big stage public speaking. What, does it distract you? No, it actually slows your heart rate. That's clever. Yeah, if you like hold that. the cold in your hand, it I'll try that. takes your heartbeat down. I actually remember... I don't even remember how many years ago. It was like four years ago. You and I were speaking at the same event. It was one of the mm-hmm. sales hacker mm-hmm. conferences early on in Boston. And you went on right before us and talk about that CEO being like a great tee up for you. I was like, we're fucked. My <laughs> partner and I that we were following Jeff Hoffman. No. And I had no idea what the actual format was for the day, who was coming before us and who was after us? And yeah, that sucked to find out that morning. So I literally walked it in, like right into a nice cold bucket, grabbed some ice cubes. And so did my colleague Blake, who was also speaking with me. He was like, What are you doing? He's yeah. like, Taking my heart rate down. Good. He was like, Move over. I want that. Too. That's a
1: really good. I'm gonna try that. Try it. I got another one. Another one is your instincts, my instincts, Cece's instincts, they're all lousy. It's true. Your, our instincts are we have a big, important meeting or presentation or speech to give. So we wind up building in a lot of prep time at the event. Yes. So if, the, if we're giving a speech or some kind of presentation at 4 o'clock, chances are by 3.30, you are in a heads-down position getting your game face on. Here's the problem with that approach. It doesn't take 30 minutes to put your game face on. Nope. It takes two minutes to put your game face on. Yep. So that 30 minutes that you're going to sit in silence, you are going to drive yourself batshit.
0: <laughs> so, and you are
1: only going to feel worse. So this is what I'd like to do with that bumper space. So I arrive at the event or maybe I'm on the dais or whatever it is, if I can, I want to reserve, let's call it 30 minutes or 15 minutes before I'm speaking or whatever I'm doing that gives me anxiety. I like to have a one-on-one conversation with someone About the general topic of what I'm speaking at. I'm not going to repeat my speech. I'm not going to even ask about my speech. If I'm giving a speech on negotiation, I'm going to have a calm kind of just chit-chat conversation with someone about negotiation prior. And what that'll do is it will serve as my prep because I'm getting my head around that I'm going to be talking about negotiation 45 minutes. But because I'm not... I'm gonna be wholly distracted by this conversation while still staying germane to what I'm doing. Yep. So then I'll look at my watch and go, oh my God, I gotta go. And then I find that that nervousness, when I run up to the stage right before, remember I've already been mic'd, I've already got my notes, I find that bit of energy helps me. Yep. But the 30 minutes sitting in a quiet room waiting to speak is misery.
0: I totally agree with you. I do something similar, and I even do it when we go to trainings. I walk around the room and I introduce myself to people because I don't like that bumper. If I sit in silence for 30 minutes, the internal monologue that I have with myself is that I will drive myself crazy. So I go around and I introduce myself to people and making the people who are in the audience, I know they're real humans, like obviously I'm not (laughs) living in some fantasy world, but to put a name with the face and make them a real person. Where did you come in from? Uh, how long have you been with the company? What's your role? What are some of the things that you're right. seeing? It helps me give context to the day. And then I can call them out during the training or during a presentation. And they become like my buddy. And they're the person I'm looking to. to like, see, how am I doing here? And they give me that smile because yeah, yeah, yeah. now we're best friends. And that that That's is good. my buffer. That's terrific. I like yeah. it. Want to hear something else that I learned? Yeah. This is actually a good one if you are prepping for something. Now, we've both, well, I don't know. Have you ever been fired? I've never yes. been fired. You have been twice. Really? Mm-hmm. I've never been fired. Knock on wood.
1: One for performance, <laughs> one for insubordination.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's like the least. Not, the performance thing is surprising, but insubordination yeah. not so much. Yeah, I learned a lesson. I don't, don't lesson. know anyone
1: who hasn't been fired. I don't me, know me. I don't. You're the first. You're the first person I know has been fired. Gina have has you, not been fired. I believe I that. I actually believe that, that too. Believe.
0: Gina, Gina is here Do you here believe here I've been us. fired? Yes. That. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. I'm not everyone's but cup of I was, tea. I was told that if you are in a hard conversation, whether you are firing someone or you're being fired or you're just having a tough conversation with friend or a colleague or a boss, if you squeeze your butt cheeks together, it'll stop <laughs> you from crying. That's a real thing. My therapist taught me that, and what? it has saved me on so many occasions where I'm like, if I squeeze my I'm butt getting, cheeks. Yeah, if you feel I'll like you're gonna crying. get emotional, something about it. Like, I don't know if they're connected. I don't think so. I'm no doctor. All right, let me just but, think about. Um,
1: let me just think about the mental acuity you would need yeah. when you're in the throes of sadness. But it has worked. To clench your you butt go, cheeks. you go,
0: if but like if you know you're walking into a conversation, you're like, this is gonna be emotional, and you have that in your back pocket, in your butt pocket. Hey, here's a very good, very good. <laughs> Yeah, it works.
1: I have a side question. Yeah. We don't use the word clinch a lot unless you're winning something in sports or you're doing something to your butt.
0: Are those two different words? Clinch. Clench and clench. Oh, you say clench.
1: Oh, it's clench. <laughs> oh my god, I'm a moron. Yeah, it's clench. It's not clench. What's wrong with me?
0: Yeah, that was good though. Know. That was really Someone good. Someone doesn't
1: clench their butt they cheeks. Don't clinch. They don't no?
0: clench. They clench. They don't clench. Oh,
1: <laughs> you can feel our dozens of listeners dropping off right now. They just literally just dropped off yeah, right just now. Just me, and you talking.
0: Okay, about. but let me tell you, if you are hanging on right now,
1: I have no idea why.
0: I have no idea why, but here are some things that are going to help you. <laughs> Number one, all of this stuff we've just talked about works when you were presenting live, but what about when you get on a conference call? Because that still makes me nervous.
1: Yeah, it does. And that's a different kind of place to, to feel that anxiety. And it the funny thing about anxiety, right, many funny things, is that there isn't different types. Mm-hmm. There's like one big anxiety button we have, and it gets pressed when we feel anxiety. And that could be pressed because the car in front of us on the highway stops short. It could be pressed because there's a growling dog near us or it can be pressed because we have a big presentation it makes us nervous but when we get that button pressed our physical body reacts to the car slamming and the and any terror you're feeling as well as the speech everything is going to have that same feeling so when you're right on the conference call before the big important call or you're up on stage your body's suffering with the same level of yes. anxiety so what i do there is a couple things first It's really, and those of you on the podcast who've been to some of our trainings, we talk a little bit about what we do early in a sales call. And one of the things that we recommend doing is that you ask opinion questions when you start your meeting. Opinion questions do a lot of things to kind of jumpstart a room and make it a little more comfortable. I'm not talking about small talk. I'm not talking about how's the local sports team doing or the weather or your ride over there. I'm talking about, hey, you know, uh, uh, you're you're having a meeting in American Airlines and you have a question about, that's nothing to do with what you're talking about, just your own curiosity about the airline industry. Do some prep and write a couple of questions because you're going to be talking to someone who's got a lot of opinions about their industry and you don't know a lot about it. So what happens is, if I ask you, CC, your opinion, for example, for a long time you're an actress Mm -hmm. and I've never acted. I don't know anything about acting, nothing about it. And if I had a meeting with you on sales and uh, I was feeling nervous, I might say something like this. Hey, Cece, before we get started, I know we've got a half an hour to go through our agenda, but can I ask you a question, Complete non sequitur, just because I understand from your LinkedIn profile that you were uh, an actress prior. I was, yeah. How do you compare the rejection that someone gets? How would you explain or compare the rejection that an actor or an actress gets compared to maybe the rejection of sales rep cats. Is it similar or is it different? It's Time.
0: one and one the same. Yeah. So before <laughs> I even stop CC yeah. from
1: answering,
0: she I, it's started so, answering. Because that, I, that is something yes. I care about. And you I care live about and it. I you breathe. have an opinion, so yes. you'll say
1: it. So this is what happens with opinion questions. You ask someone an opinion, And they will talk, especially if they have one. So what it'll do is it'll start them talking and it'll force you, because it's a topic you know very little about, acting, to shut up and listen. And while you're talking, I get to hear your voice. I get to see your nonverbal cues. I get to hear your pauses and your breath and where your voice goes up and where your voice goes down. And you get less and less of a stranger as you talk. My nerves... Will start to subside,
0: which is exactly what we're talking about. When you're at a live event, going around the room, you're making them feel, you're making the human human. And at the end of the day, we are people dealing with people in every yeah. aspect of our life, and we forget that all the time in sales. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, you know, those are actually one CC said as well. I mean, these I love the ice cube idea, but there's a handful of ideas I think that you could use pretty quickly. Yeah. But you know, I've always been a big believer that when you're feeling a certain way, be authentic with those feelings and just own them. Totally. So if you're nervous, be nervous, and if you're scared scared, be scared. If you're psyched, be psyched. Like, just be where you are. And, yeah. and that kind of takes the pressure off. And people respond deeply to authenticity. And if you are nervous and doing something that's scary anyway, they'll let you bumble through your ums and stutters because you're really out there putting yourself out there. And, and what you'll find is that you'll get that response from the audience that will also calm you down because you'll see that people are actually kind of quietly rooting for you.
0: Before we wrap up, I have to tell you about one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, my idol, Kate Middleton. You thought I was going to say you, didn't you? Well, I was
1: hoping. No, Kate Middleton. Kate
0: Middleton. Kate Middleton's fine. But she... She's the princess, right? She is the princess. Future queen. And watch, if you are sitting here thinking like, Oh God, I'll just never be good at this stuff. Go watch Kate Middleton speak. She is so nervous when she speaks and she does public engagements all the time and talk about being so genuine and authentic in who she is. I root for her, even though she gets up there and she fumbles on her words and you can hear the like waver in her voice on the receiving end of that. I'm like, Oh my God, this girl, like good for her. I want her to be successful. And that's what people think when they hear you. We try so hard to be perfect and we're not so fumble because people want you to be successful, and they want you to succeed.
1: I remember going to, I think it was my niece's high school graduation, or it was something like that, where one of the high school kids was giving a speech, and the young girl came up, and you know, this is a packed place for this graduation, and she gets up, and she's clearly nervous, and she says in the microphone, and she had all her notes in front of her, she said, before I get started, and she was very quiet, she's like, I just want to say that I'm, I've never been so nervous in my life. But what I want to say is really important to me. And you could hear a pin drop.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And who
1: doesn't get behind that speaker? And who doesn't root for that speaker? And who doesn't want to hear it? And I'll tell you what she was like at the end. Not even the end. 15 minutes into that speech wasn't like how she started. And I always thought back on, I don't even remember what she spoke about. I just remember that line and just being like, I was in. I was completely in.
0: Absolutely. Well, I could talk about this all day, but we've got other episodes to record.
1: Yes, we do. Maybe
0: as quickly as this morning. All right. Well, thanks for uh, hanging in there with us. And uh, if you're feeling sad, (laughs) go clinch it. (laughs) Should I clinch it?
1: (laughs) All right. Very good. Happy selling, everybody. Happy
0: selling. Hi again. Cece here. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Your Sales MBA. If you want to make sure that you never miss an episode, don't forget to go on to iTunes or Google Play or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this, and subscribe, rate, and review as we love hearing from you. And if you want to get your sales questions answered, feel free to send it to us at podcast at sellhoffman.com. We'll see you next week. Happy selling.